0: Welcome to Just Dad's Reading Books, a podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. Hello. Hi, welcome to Just Dads Reading Books. I'm here with my friend, EJ. And
1: I'm here with my dad friend, the one and only, Matt.
0: Hey, we got a bone to pick today. <laughs> Today's going to start with some <laughs> some wild energy. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, EJ and I yeah, were bound yes. and determined to, have a, time, to have a good time, well, to enjoy ourselves, to be happy.
1: Oh, uh, i my mind. Do you feel... Do you I mean, feel our up.
0: happiness today? Do you feel it? Can you feel it, dear listener?
1: I just, wanna, I just want to cry. I just want to cry. I just, there's nothing that we can do on planet Earth that will make us find a book that we are enjoying at, at any point. Um, so I just. I, I think this podcast has devolved into us now. I think looking inward, as a pit Flora of and despair. Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: *Flora right. and Ulysses* by Kate DiCamillo is what we're talking about today. We both yeah. liked *Tale Despero*. I think we like Kate yeah. DiCamillo. I think yes. And this was recommended to us by people that liked this book and said, "This is a cheerful time. Come check out this That's cheerful it. time." And here, first, let's get let's get that little issue out of the way. I say, yeah. Is this a good time or is this a book about a girl with divorced parents and she's not coping with it very well? That sounds oh, like a bad time to me. That sounds That's like a sad a time, time to me. Time. That sounds That's like a sad time. book, okay? I mean, that sounds like trauma for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, I've already worked through this, you know. I have a guy,
1: right? Like, I have a guy I go to and the guy's like, hey, you know, what what are some things that have really bothered you about your life? And I'm like, well, there was this thing that happened when I was six, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I sit on the couch, and the guy says, "Well, let's talk through it." And I'm like, "Well, I'm kind of over it." And now it's like, "Then I, but then I read *Flora and Ulysses*, and so
0: and then you realize you're not over it. Oh, so there's that. Man. Okay. So so that's one bone to pick. The second yeah. bone to pick with *Flora and Ulysses* is Mm -hmm. this is and maybe this is a personal bone for me flora is our titular Mm -hmm. character uh she is Mm -hmm. a girl who discovers a squirrel who has been sucked up by a vacuum and gains superpowers that's fun what a what a jolly romp uh ulysses is the squirrel uh ulysses is the name of the vacuum it's going to be a a grand old good time uh flora is a self-described cynic I don't know why we That's never funny. actually do anything That's besides funny. <laughs> it is funny, except for my issue is Flora just That's, says she is yeah. a cynic and then always says what she wouldn't do. Right. But there's never right. anything that would prove that she is cynical. You know who's the true yeah. cynic is her pseudo friend William Shiver, who is Spiver. a a math a, a mathematical brained little boy who is mm. uh, quote unquote blind. He's not. Uh, he's just—he's not blind. He's obsessed it's, with the idea that hey, he might be blind. Fun fact
1: about this guy: he's not blind. <laughs> the whole book—they keep telling him he's not blind—and he <laughs> continues to say that he is. Um, so yeah, there's uh, it's,
0: that. It, so there's little—there's all these little funny elements. But I, I take issue. Here's the thing that happens a lot in children's fiction that I don't understand where it's coming from. And maybe this is just a fact of children's books authors. Uh, and mm-hmm. and what 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 has been especially fascinating to me is is recently uh my daughter has been getting into scooby-doo she says she says dad i watch tv i watch suki-doo where are you i watch suki-doo so we watch (laughs) suki-doo and uh you know what's beautiful about old scooby-doo old scooby-doo is a show about how magic isn't real and don't be tricked by people who are yes. trying to tell you ghosts are real that's a wow. lie and it's always yeah. a lie every single episode it is a lie and you should be cynical and you should dig investigate further it's a mystery show of always proving that people will try to mislead you with mysticism that's, okay well
1: that's like the whole premise of uh wizard of oz right everything right. is smoke and mirrors right right
0: so the the what is annoying is if you look at more recent scooby-doos there's this obsession with the like revitalization of scooby-doo to be like what if it actually was magic though and it's like that right. defeats the whole point that is literally right. <laughs> it goes against the the yeah. hypothesis of scooby-doo but right. to bring that back to Flora and ulysses why are so many children's books obsessed with like no the magic is real like i just want more things where the cynics the self-proclaimed scientists aren't the bad guys in children's literature because i feel like Mm. that's not um Implanting good ideas into children—it's <laughs> a thing that frustrates me a lot. I understand dreaming yeah. big and and believing things can happen, right. but what is the obsession with like? But if you're too analytical, you're a big bore, and you should shut up and get out of the way.
1: I agree. I agree to a point. Now, I have I have been on record on this show, Matt. Uh-huh. I've been on record on this show of saying that I actually think it's fine that this is, that you can accept these things at Uh face value, right? Mm -hmm. I am somebody who does, you know, I am that, uh, but it did happen kind of guy. So I don't mind that necessarily. I think what I do mind is, is you got to pick kind of a lane, right? Sure. This, this book does something, um, that I don't like, which is it doesn't really pick something (laughs) yeah it kind (laughs) of it kind of just beats around two different things which is one is like this fantastical element Mm -hmm. um which i enjoyed i enjoyed the fantastical elements of this book you know uh ulysses is a squirrel who gets superpowers and anytime the squirrel can do something cool he kind of does you know yeah. Um, but then there's like this kind of realistic view of the same thing where you start wondering if like it is even real, you know? So right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, this book just kind of, uh, I just kind of bounced off of kind of the way that it was presented. Yeah. I think. more than anything like i also there's not really a
0: character to cling to yeah um for me um, it's interesting yeah one year old man so (laughs) maybe it's not (laughs) for you it's maybe not for me (laughs) but yeah i don't know flora is kind of interesting the dad is is the dad uh is a a sad kind of character and we uh, listen (laughs) there's going to be a whole part of this episode that is about the mom and i don't want to get into it yet okay we're not talking about the mom yet who is the uh the villain of this story and that from the yeah. lips of is state, Flora's mouth is, is stated, stated as such as the villain but like coming back to my my sort of issue here like there's a point in this book where they literally bring up Pascal's wager uh and they yeah, they that, oh they glaze god. they glaze over it essentially to try and just say because you can't disprove god like why but like god's not hurting anybody so you might no, well believe in god that's how they weirder. put it in the book <laughs> right yeah
1: it was even weirder than that though it was almost like uh using it as like using Pascal's wager as any form of belief is yeah. essentially how they did right. it and i was like <laughs> Pascal's wager is like the worst example as if no one is i
0: love the i love the concept that this book i'm not saying pascal's wager actually posits this pascal's wager is more complicated (laughs) than this but (laughs) but okay true but regardless (laughs) regardless pascal's Uh wager in this book is like god doesn't hurt anybody oh yes famously no one has ever been harmed (laughs) under the (laughs) under the beliefs of god that to
1: lot's wife (laughs) (laughs)
0: okay so so let's set aside <laughs> that stuff as well okay so that's some yeah. more frustrations with this book yeah. it's a jolly romp okay EJ and yeah, I both listened to some of the audiobook we started an audiobook I uh, listen I have to do more research on the front end of these books okay we just grab a book and we're like well, let's dive right into it right and it wasn't like until I was like halfway through this book which is an interesting audiobook for reasons I'll get into but then I learned like the reason this book got a newberry medal is because it's also playing with an interesting format on on the page so if you physically read it there's some text and then it jumps back and forth into like comic book panels and sometimes there's not even comic book panels it's just like an illustration on the page it's a very sort of like vibrant back and forth very similar to thornhill right except for Thornhill's more explicitly like a and b (laughs) sure (laughs) but uh what i found especially interesting is in the audiobook form they did try to capture some of this because basically First off in the audiobook, similar to your experiences with Timmy Failure, they're just sort of narrating the comics. Right.
1: See, so you see what I'm it's saying. It's an
0: interesting it. style of thing and you don't even yeah, realize it's happening. I actually don't mind it. It's not right. that big of a deal, but even more so there are sections where it gets fully into comic strip mode. And this is almost always when Ulysses the Squirrel goes into full superhero town. Uh, anytime Ulysses the Squirrel is like really having an action scene, it is a comic book page basically. And the audiobook chooses to turn that into like a radio drama basically where like the music kicks in and we really elevate everything like you do feel a difference in the storytelling in the audiobook which I think is super cool I think it's fun that this book is playing with format and it's doing things I there's a part of me now because I'm not loving the book that is super cynical about the idea that the people voting for the Newberry were just like so uh like ambivalent and maybe even like mean towards comic books and not respecting comics until 2013 and then kate DiCamillo comes in and is like "Uh, you know comics aren't that bad and newberry's like oh interesting actually comic books are kind of a high form of art that should (laughs) be respected uh i i don't think i like that premise of of suddenly it's all chill basically
1: yeah i think it's yeah and i you know here's the thing about Katey Camilla, she's a very Newberry friendly right. type of writer, right? Yeah. She write her the, her style of writing is non offensive. It's uh, generally pretty conservative, not right. like in a political sense, but no. just like doesn't take a ton of chances. Yeah, um, it's it's generally creative. Um, yeah, I you know I you know Despero is the same way where it's just like it's got some creativity to it. It's got a little spice. It's got a little yeah. spice in there, and you're right. like. That's what kind of keeps you around, but it's it's also kind of a safe pick. It's almost like the Newberry gets like ranked choice voting. And it's like <laughs> yeah. Kate DiCamillo's Camillo's book is probably like the third or fourth best book on yeah. every list. Right, exactly. Um, but like the top two are like wildly All different. Over everybody the place. Else. Right. She's exactly.
0: everybody's third. I agree completely. Right. That's
1: that's and that's and that's not a bad thing. That's right. not a that's slight De Camillo. Right. That's just I'm just saying that she she appeals to a, a very wide audience. Yeah. And um and and that there's something to be said for that for sure. And yeah. this book especially right. um has that same kind of vibe of it appeals to a lot of people. Um it's cute. It's got like three or four really cute characters that yeah. I, that I really like. Um uh, they're hard to cling to um for <laughs> me, but um they are Um, You know, they all have their own personality, which I really like, which is, you know, it's interesting about Kate, too. She writes really unique personalities, like Flora being a cynic at 10 years old is kind of it's like kind of an interesting take. Yeah, Um, I do wish we would like I I wish that the characters were a little bit more complicated because we can we've seen it done. Right. We've seen it done uh, in Sal and Gabby, for instance, is like the best example of this, of writing these characters more complex yeah um and i feel like a lot of kate's characters just kind of are a little bit one note
0: yeah honestly um, there was an aspect of this book that didn't it feel like at times you were reading lemony snicket i felt like the writing style of like the narration bit. itself was very that sort of tongue-in-cheek poking fun of at its own content it's a-
1: it felt more like Timmy failure to me. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Th- yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did do you, do you not get that vibe? Uh,
0: not as much. No, I, I, I couldn't mm. get away from the idea that like, it's almost like it was Lemony Snicket without saying X is a word, which here means this, but like right, every, right. all of the other sort of Snicket I felt like we're yeah. in this book.
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of had that. I Here's the reason I felt very Timmy Failure about it. was, be, And first off, it's because I did listen to Timmy Failure as an yeah, yeah. audiobook <laughs> once. So there was a lot of similarities there. But the other the other reason is, is it kind of has those short chapters. Um, there's like those like goofy one-off yeah, things right. that happen, like those dream sequences that Flora mm-hmm. has, which... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if we're even gonna discuss on this episode but they're <laughs> they're, they're pretty wild they're trippy um, yeah they're, yeah she has these trippy things going on so there there's like these asides. I don't know. It it feels a little bit more Timmy failure than Lemony Snicket, but you could definitely make an argument for both.
0: The short chapters is definitely the case. And in listening to it, I did not like how short they were, but obviously in reading it, you just burnt like it, it doesn't even feel like a thing has happened to you. It's very middle grade fiction. But yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. We're keeping chapters to be like literally three pages Mm -hmm. of big text and that's, and that's about it. And sometimes those three pages have like half a page of comic book (laughs) or whatever. So you, you tear through chapters i mean a chapter ends in the middle of a scene in the first third of a scene we, we still engage in the exact same scene even when we do a chapter ba- uh, break for the most part
1: yeah it's uh i'm you know it's it's meant to be paced for people who are you know probably eight to twelve years old yeah this I is definitely guess. on the younger side of this of is a little bit younger and, and it's and it's one of those deals like there are some chapters that are a page and it just gives children stopping points right sure. that's the biggest deal, or even right? more like, so
0: just structuring your thoughts right of just like mm-hmm. this is the moment this is happening and it just kind of keeps yes. each moment sort of concrete they're really i mean the chapters are beats more than they are you know normally oh, you would have beats within a chapter but i wouldn't even say there are beats within each chapter each chapter is in itself just a whole beat uh, or whatever um but i think we've uh We've delayed long enough. Uh, (laughs) The core plot of this book is about the relationship between Flora and her mother. uh, Because, well, Flora's mother is doing a lot of things. And listen, we can all relate to, to this idea of parenting, which is to say, like, you feel like you're getting in your kid's way a lot, right? But it's also yeah. because your kid wants to jump off the porch or something, mm-hmm. right? That, this is the theory. Theoretically, this is what yeah, Flora's mom right. is coming from. Is this like, I'm just trying to keep my daughter safe. She's trying to play with a squirrel. I've heard that squirrels have rabies. We should we should do away with this. And that would be fine if that's what was actually happening. But what actually happens in the text is Flora's mom berates uh, her father they're, they are divorced and boy are they divorced there's no yeah. that's it it's done <laughs> between the and two of them her father's so chill he's just like right? yeah mom yeah, I don't know this is how your mother is I suppose <laughs> and, and and if anything it's like there's room for the book to take more of the stance of listen he is kind of being like a freeloady lazy guy but that's right. not what. That's not how the book sells it the book yeah, sells it as like no he's just like he's mellowed out he's not freaking yeah. out about this stuff and the mom yeah. uh, is is not nice and uh, so not much nice so like all. the real awful incident there, there's a lot of just like boy she sure seems mean and then there's a part where flora's mom says to flora it would be easier if you weren't around what
1: is that dude what yeah. is that and i don't know so Oof. this is where this is where i you know we're gonna get to the the premise of this show today i know some of you like to jab at us because we don't always uh judge <laughs> your kids for what they read yeah like, oh boy are we judging them today <laughs> so um, but yeah, this is not necessarily the message that I want maybe in a kid's book at all. And especially yeah. for, for the middle grade kind of fiction. Now I right. think what Kate's going for here is some sort of relatable way of like, Hey, your parents get stressed out, right? right? Or they snap, like that. they say things they They're don't snap. mean to. Yeah. They say things they don't mean to, but I, it just, it kind of, it's, it's the whole book. Yeah. Like, it's the book is set up as if like her mom is like has never said that she loves her daughter right like that's kind of how that's that's the the, vibe that's the vibe you get in fact it almost explicitly says that yeah it's like man boy it's she never tells me she loves me but she loves this lamp yeah yeah she loves (laughs) a lamp desperately so much so that
0: like the core end of the book is like flora convinced like Basically, a bunch of events take place. They're not actually important to our discussion. But like, no, no, Flora's mom Flora's mom world. wants to kill Flora's squirrel. Flora's mom says this awful thing to her. She eventually kidnaps the squirrel. She's going to kill the right. squirrel. The squirrel is, in fact, a superhero, is able to fly away, is able to escape. Yep. Uh, and then we cut away from the mom for a while. The, the squirrel leaves the mom. Eventually, Thank the squirrel goodness. and dad and Flora and everybody reunite. And then mom shows up in like the last chapter. And is is scared for Flora, right? And she comes in and everybody learns that, oh, she was scared for Flora. She wasn't scared for her lamp. She was scared for Flora. I guess everything's okay then. The end. and it, And then the book <laughs> is over instantly. No. There is at no point an apology from the mother for saying the horrible thing to the daughter. There's the mother in the end. Doesn't even, does she even say physically, get, like, she does she, she say no, I love you? Or does Flora just say, oh, I realized my mom loves me because she was scared.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, no, man, I don't think that she says I love you to her child. She doesn't apologize. She basically gets to, she gets off scot-free in this thing. Yeah. And it's like, that is like the worst crime in
0: fiction. Like, it's it's, it's I've ever so seen. annoying. Yeah, <laughs> it because it's, it's literally just... She, she runs in, she calls Flora her baby and that's it. Like it's literally all that it reminds happened.
1: me. It reminds me of just like a very toxic, like stepmom or like a very toxic parental figure who just like, you know, for show is yeah. like, Oh, all these people are around. I gotta be like, right. I gotta like go console my child so that, you know, for appearances, or <laughs> it just, it, that's how it came off. And, it, it's, and I, and, well, and here's the thing. I think this book is supposed to be goofier than that. Yeah. I really do. But like...
0: Maybe this is supposed you can't to be, just be taken somebody lightheartedly. You can't so evilly yeah. Like, yeah. for an entire book. She's referred book. to as the villain for so long. The whole point I of the know. book is that these two are supposed to reunite. What's even wilder is... The the squirrel and Flora have a more involved relationship of the squirrel is trying to get a poem to Flora that says, I love you. Yes. And, and that is a more beautiful expression of them trying to, like, f- find each other. And Flora discovers her love for Williams. Like, she yeah. she is going through all of these arcs with every other character, and the one she, like, truly needs it from the most, and the book sets up as the point... You get nothing. I just double checked and at no point does the mom say I love you or any anything like that. We just we just blaze right past it and get, get on to the end and Flora gets to realize it and and I just I hate that. I hate that as an ending. I hated ending. it.
1: I hated that as an ending. I'm sorry. And it for those of you who love this book, it's fine. Like it's a good book. Like it's good. I I like the parts with the squirrel. I do think Kate D Camilla has this kind of weird thing with like uh like with an animal human relationships yeah. sometimes yeah. that are just like it's like I feel like she overexplains them a little bit oh sure um, you know just like I'm like yeah I don't need them to love each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right like that, I don't that need this flow of love yeah there's just like such a I think and I think it too that that's a healthy thing to have with like a pet right like sure. You you are more than welcome to love your pet, right? yeah, and have course. a deep emotional connection. I know you do with both of your pets, Matt, sure. So it's like it's fine, but it's just like it's a squirrel uh, and in Despero. It's a mouse, yeah. And it's like that's cool if they're friends, but like we may may not need to like explain that it's not a romantic love. <laughs> like we can kind of get it. we get it.
0: Like, <laughs> do we need to overstate? We, like like- <laughs> we don't
1: need to overstate. Yeah, we don't need to overstate. It's just it just feels a little overwritten sometimes, yeah. and, I, and that's my that's one of my gripes with this book, but I, I, I want, I want to like this thing. Yeah. I, I want to, and I think that there's some good meat here. And I, I, I don't know is there another book in this series of books? No or I don't think so just, this this is a One off just yeah. a one off huh yeah. okay Well we're just gonna let the mom get Away with all that then yep. huh exactly okay, This is just as cool. the you know what? There's
0: a There's a uh, Disney plus movie That you can't watch anymore Because it was made under a contract With Hulu and Disney plus and Hulu Have separated and so they had to remove Flora and Ulysses from Disney plus So I don't know how and when you'll ever Get to watch this movie again but Honestly uh, reading some of the synopsis of the movie it does mm. kind of seem like they may be, maybe like try to address <laughs> some of these things i don't know I this for so. sure but i mean it, the they, ending this they try to make the parents more well-rounded and and in theory right. that would give that would <laughs> give you something and Alison hannigan Schwartz? i can't i can't watch Alison hannigan and think she's It'd like mean, as horrible right. as the mom feels in the text of this book
1: i bet i bet in the movie it comes off as like a stress right like yes. it's just anxiety stressed out that's right. what it it's should anxiety. be about it should be that's about your mom about. has
0: anxiety and your mom has really bad anxiety about a divorce
1: and about a a book she has to write. Right. Like, that's what the book should have... Like, it should have just, you know... And I get it. Sometimes it's from the kid's perspective. It's like, wow, my yeah. mom's just really mean, you know? It's right. like... But we, just, I, we I don't even that. wrap
0: that stuff up because, like, we in don't. that final scene, it's literally just... Like, she busts in the room, she calls her baby, and, and Flora starts crying, and that's it. That's, like, the, literally how the book ends.
1: <laughs> what? So... And the way the book should end is she should have to come in, say sorry. Yeah. And really, in the end, she should get express. to go live with her dad. Like Maybe. I mean, I mean even if honestly, she does go I mean, back no, with She's so horrible, Matt, in this yeah, book. Yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> she is so horrible throughout this entire book that even, like, a sorry is like, yeah, yeah I still think I need to go live with dad for a bit. Because right. like, right. dad is at least, like, cool with the squirrel yep. being around and, like, and, it's like... And you she know,
0: needs not just a sorry, but, like, express what you've meant all this time like actually explain like i'm worried about you i i get worried maybe i worry too much i don't know but we can't have implication in
1: this one we need we actually it's funny because it's like of all the things that get said explicitly that's the one thing that gets left out and that feels very very weird all right man i got a game we can play okay let's play a game all right you gotta burn one of these books (laughs) you gotta put one of these books on the shelf and you gotta put the other one on the coffee table
0: (laughs) okay so coffee table is like i present this as the thing i love it's out there anybody Mm, who comes into my house i feel like
1: the coffee table is more of the like oh here's the thing like here's a here's a book Mm -hmm. um it's like the coffee table, like oh, here's something you peruse or uh-huh. whatever. Like, okay, okay. And then the and then the bookshelf book is like oh, this is where I keep my yeah my books my, my nice books. Okay, yes, okay. All right, so here you go. So I got Thornhill, I got Flora and Ulysses, and I got the Percy Jackson series.
0: <laughs> okay, Thornhill is. <laughs> either uh-huh. thornhill is probably on the coffee table because it's like listen this thing is, at least, like this is yeah, at least interesting this is at least an inch inter- like if you flip through this cool don't look at don't don't dig further but like you're hanging out in my house you see a couple pages oh there's a picture of a woman hanging herself that's interesting <laughs> okay. uh, moving on <laughs> so i feel like it's right. that one between the other two i have to put one of them on my bookshelf and i have to burn the other one that is you've really set me up for something See, that's difficult. the thing
1: about Thornhill here, right? Like, it's yeah. almost like, uh oh, well, well, wait.
0: <laughs> Should Thornhill actually go on the bookshelf? Is <laughs> right. it the one I respect the most? Right. I think it is. Thornhill, I do respect. I just think it's like horribly it's dark. dark. It's, it's just such dark. a mean. It's so, yeah. it's just so sad. It's so unbelievable. But like, at least that's part of its genre. Like, it's it, that mm. it's allowed to be that way. It's a horror story, it's a ghost story. Yeah, so it's like, I, sure. I find that acceptable. I think I find more things redeemable about Flora and Ulysses. I think the formatting stuff is genuinely cool and interesting. and yeah, like, that's cool. Like, yep. it, it fills me with, like, inspiration like you know i i want yes. to after reading timmy failure and thornhill it's funny that you brought up those three goals the goal, well, is the goal the, of our... those two plus timmy failure <laughs> are like those are, that's the children's book i want you and i to write with yep, our friend yep. son sanders like yep. the, the three of us like let yep. let son do some illustrations while this we make the a bunch of, goofy of this stuff. podcast yeah all we're trying this, to do is build just right, enough right. of an audience <laughs> that we can justify publishing a book okay right right <laughs> but yeah so i think for that reason uh, uh, Flora and Ulysses goes up on on the shelf. The only other argument I would say for Percy Jackson going on the shelf is, you know, I I like my shelf, my bookshelf, because it's sort of my collections of things my my Mm. bookshelf is less just like any book i've ever read and more like the books i truly wanted to keep because they are a part of a whole so it's like Mm -hmm. my series of unfortunate events i'm looking at my my sort of hobbit lord of the rings collection uh my my grant game of thrones you know a song of ice and fire collection stuff like that my my i have a douglas adams shelf basically right so with percy jackson i could make the argument now we're early in our relationship with the Rick Riordan Presents series, but we we really we started very strong. So I wouldn't mind putting the first Percy Jackson up on a shelf with a bunch I of know. other brilliant Rick Riordan Presents and being like, "Listen, it yes. started here. This is trash. But look where everything it after this is so amazing. Right. What a cool little uh, expression of this collection!"
1: Right. So that's where I'm at. I feel like here's the thing, and I. I think that Tale of Despereaux is one you put on the shelf, yeah. right? It's like It's on my shelf. It's, it's Kate, like Kate, I, got, I got my Kate, wife's
0: copy right there.
1: Right. Kate D Camilla has books you put on your shelf, yeah. but I think that this one is just not one that makes the cut. I think I keep Thornhill also over Flora. Yeah, I keep Percy Jackson over this um yeah. a, a little bit. And it's not it's just it's just that one character. I mean, it it I I don't know if that's what we were supposed to glean from this. Yeah. It made the whole thing an unpleasant read though. Every time she
0: came onto the page, it was like,
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. Here we go. And they're like enjoyable characters. Like the neighbor is hilarious. Oh my gosh. I love it. Dr. Meacham. Oh oh, 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 You're talking oh, about the yeah, other Dr. neighbor. Meacham. I, yeah, I think Doctor
0: Meacham, Meacham is amazing, but also oh, yes. Doctor
1: Meacham's great. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah Marissa. I even forgot about
0: that. Marissa. I think uh, is her name. I don't know. That's her name in the movie. It doesn't matter. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of neighbors. There's all of the other adults are great. Like literally every other adult in this whole thing is is funny in a different. Is way. a joy. Yeah. yeah
1: is an absolute joy. They're funny. Yeah. Like you said, funny in a different way. They, yeah. they, they are they are supportive of Flora. Yeah. Which is like the biggest thing that she's missing in her life is right. just somebody to support her. Yeah. That's her mother. Like, right. and then her mom, just like every, like you said, every time she's on the page, there's like no redeemable quality. And then even at the end, she doesn't apologize. It's like, all yeah. right, uh, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know about the messaging here. Yeah. Um, and I will judge your child a lot for this <laughs> one. I think this is one, like, I almost think that Percy, like I said, this is why I keep Percy Jackson. Cause at least Keeping Percy Jackson means maybe reading Sal and Gabby.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying it leads to something I, great.
1: Reading and I and I value reading maybe Sal and Gabby over maybe reading Tale of Despero. Definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah I so. agree. I agree, man. I, I I we need now, like we still are the call is <laughs> We're out still there. On the hunt. We need something just joyful. We just need a joyful thing. And you know what? I'm gonna go one Heartful. step further. Listen, Timmy Failure is joyful, but Timmy Failure also has that darkness oh. underneath. You oh, know what I mean? Got that, There's yeah, a darkness. It's got that grime. Is I want a children's book that is truly just joyful and isn't like yeah but also their mom is uh not with us anymore or like or also yeah their dog died or like also the like the uh, yeah, children's books sugar, authors love sugar, just dude. give me a good time and, and maybe that's i don't funny. know maybe it's like some comic books or something we got to find that are that yeah, are maybe. more more happy but that's what i'm ready for is is something that is not trying to explain how uh truly dark and twisted Uh, childhood is it's like you know I think kids like being kids and where's the book about that (laughs) yeah yeah I agree I agree Uh, next week we get to return to series of unfortunate events which is dark but you know what I'm I'm pleased as punch I mean obviously what we're talking about is being on a on a trajectory of like always reading dark stuff but at least series of unfortunate events is a joy to read even if it's about sadness and then what we are positing, we gotta we gotta double check. We like actually get through it or whatever, but we want to finally get around to some Ursula K. Le Guin, mm. uh, Wizard of Earthsea action. I mm. I've I've read a Le Guin novel before and I really ah. liked it and I'd like to read more. And I do this show, so it seems like we should do the teen novels or whatever young adult novels she's uh, very very well known for so i don't know anything about them and and as i said earlier in this maybe i i need to sit down and learn about why she started writing these books i want to do some research i need to get on the front end of these books more often because too often i've been blindsided by realizing a book is not about what i thought it was about <laughs> and and that taking me aback in a way that i shouldn't be setting myself up for disaster maybe
1: yeah, I, I'm i I'm excited for the trajectory we're going because it's like we are actually just getting all the sad books out of the way. So it's like, that's kind of the deal here. It's like we're actually just going to burn through them
0: all in one go. Let's just we're have just gonna... a really sad late 2023 and 2024. <laughs> there's nothing left. There's no more sad books left.
1: It's going to be like, I'm going to go to my therapist one week and I'm going to be like, you know what? Like I'm just going to uh, get rid of all the trauma from May 2023 to August 2023. 23 and I'm just going to go into 2024 and just call this one a lost year. We're going to so.
0: <laughs> we'll have a personal book burning. <laughs> <laughs>